just got a, a few little things, a few little thoughts, and I guess they could go anywhere tonight, but I don't want us to underestimate the power of God to bring healing to people, even in the most unsavable condition. Uh, you know, if we just think right now of people around town, people who we know, and you think they are so far from God, they seem to be so unsavable. Well, they're the kinds of people that Jesus wants us to reach. So our goals as a church, I'll just remind you, we want to see salvation. So we, when, we have, uh, when, we, when we nail this stuff as a church, as a body, as a group of people, then we start to celebrate the goals in which we, we, uh, we take. We want to see salvations. We want to see people coming from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. We want to see them people baptized. We want to see them discipled in the things of God. We want to see them into great godly relationships that grow them in their spirit. And you might be thinking there, yeah, well, that's really great. We want to applaud that. But you know something, without your involvement, without your, without your energy, without your passion, none of that could ever happen. Because Jesus is calling some of you today to a higher level of, of serving him and bringing you know, the things that you're, you've learned, those lessons in your life to save someone else and help them. So I just want to encourage you with our goals. Let's aim at the same goals for the same win. And let's learn to celebrate together the wins that we see around us. So uh, my first um, scripture tonight is found in Luke chapter 8, verse 2. And it says, and, and here's the theme for tonight anyway. Jesus began a tour of nearby villages. Everyone say tour. And he took his disciples with him. Come on, disciples, you're coming with me. Um, along with some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. I love this stuff. Jesus, who are you choosing to go on tour with? He had some sick ladies and ones that were full of demons, were sick and full of demons. Now, I, 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 when I think about a, a woman full of demons, I'm thinking about some pretty crazy stuff. It's like, no, Jesus, don't choose that one. But you know something? I think there's, that we, we uh, apportion that, that spiritual realm of demonic stuff to the, the crazy, mad, you know, um, uh, sort of crazy person. But you know something? That, that, that same thing that we're talking about, demonic spirits, can be someone who's just manipulative, controlling, uh, uh, you know, very, uh, very conceited in their lifestyle. Can, all can be demonic things that we're talking about here. So it's not the, the, the lady with the crazy hair and, and living in a house with 300 cats. It's, it's not just that. Anyhow, it says uh, among that group were Mary, uh, Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons. I want to tell you something. I want to remind you on these nights, because you're all the mature in the church here today, is we've got to learn to confront the demonic. We've got to not be scared of it. We've got to not pretend it's not there. But we need to have discernment to know when it's a spirit and when it's maybe not. But I want us to know that, that as we're developing, these are the things that we need to grow in as a church. So I'd say all that today, but Jesus doesn't look for perfect people. Jesus heals and saves and takes us and wants to take us with him, whoever we are. So it talks about these women. These, these women are mentioned. They had their own awakened moments. Um, light had entered their hearts. And they were on the tour. I love that. They were on the tour with Jesus. 
So can we encourage here at One Heart Church an attitude of going on the tour? We're, all, we're on the tour. We're on the tour with Jesus. But I want to tell you something. You're invited on the tour. I got some tour tickets here today in my hand. Can't see them on the podcast unless you're really spiritual. But, but believe me, I've got some tickets in my hand. You're invited on the tour. See, the disciples, they were on the tour as well. Jesus invited the disciples with him. Now, I want to just point out something really important here. There's a difference between a disciple and a crowd. And we, we want to be a church of disciples, not a church of a crowd. So disciple or disciples follow Jesus. A crowd comes along to look and goes home. I think it's on the screen there. It says there's a difference. A disciple follows Jesus. A crowd comes to look and then goes home. So there were many, many people in, in Jesus' time that came just to have a look. And what amazes me, I read it this week, um, where it says that so many people still didn't believe Jesus. They saw the miracles, they saw the tour coming to town, they saw all the great things that Jesus did, and it says that still many did not believe. But you know something, our goal as a church is to make disciples, not a crowd. That starts with you. So, you know, discipleship program doesn't start, well, the, the pastor didn't invite me to the disciple class. The kids pastor didn't ask me to the disciple class. Um, I, I, didn't get, I didn't get into that course. That's not discipleship. Discipleship starts with Jesus called Levi, later became Matthew, and he said, follow me. And Levi said, okay, I'm going to follow. Let's look at a proverb here. I love Proverbs. Proverbs 4 verse 18. It says, the way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines ever brighter until the full light of day. So what's this about? Now, righteous are those whose sins are forgiven through Jesus Christ. It's not the, 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 you know, the goody person who's never done anything wrong. The righteous are those whose sins are forgiven through Christ. And this describes, this, this verse here, describes the way of the righteous, of the godly person. It's a journey, a tour of discovery. It starts off like a little gleam, a slither of light. Now, I know there'd be people here today and you're thinking, that's how my life started. That's how my experience began in the things of God, was like a slither. It was like a, a small gleam of light. But then it says it grows until it grows and shines ever brighter. So with us, it grows in us until we shine brighter and brighter as we mature in the things of God. So you have so much more to discover until the full light of day. That's what I was talking about at the very start of this, about learning. And we have got so much to learn. We're never going to get to the place where we say, now I've seen it, I know it, I, I, I've lived it, uh, I know how we ought to do it next. We've always got more experience in the things of God that we've never seen and we've never done yet. So the goal of the mature believer is to stay on tour with the Lord. So we need to, we need to get our hands on the tour ticket. We need to get our hands on the tour tickets to go on tour with the Lord wherever he goes. That's what a disciple does. The disciple says, I need the ticket so that I get invited on the tour with the Lord. So you could be in the crowd and say, well, that was great. 
That was a wonderful spectacle. That was a great entertainment today. But you know something? I was just a part of the crowd of spectators. And at the end of it all, I said, hmm, well, it didn't impress me that much. I'm going home. You don't want to be that person. We don't want to be that church. If I could ask for anything for One Heart Church is that we have passionate believers in Jesus Christ who say, I don't want to come to church for entertainment value, for, for whatever else, religious value. I want to come to church because I'm desiring God to fill me with something so I can go out and change the world. That's got to be the passion. That's got to be the reason. So we ought to, you know, as, as we move on, we ought to pray for each other. Uh, just let me see. I think I, I, I don't want to miss something. I'll just make sure that I have it in my notes here. Ah, yes, yeah, it's still there. Let's move on. We ought to pray for each other. Again, don't underestimate the power of a praying church, the power of praying friends. You need, you need people in your church who will pray with you. And, you know, it, it's not unspiritual. It's not, it's not strange um, for, for us to be you know, a church that would pray for each other. So when you have opportunity, when you have lunch, when you, when you spend time with other believers, pray. So we ought to pray for each other while we're on the tour. Colossians 1, verse 11 to 14. Um, I'll, I'll read it all out to you, then I'll break it up. Colossians 1, 11 to 14. We also pray that you'll be strengthened with all his glorious power so you'll have all the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Is that an amazing scripture? If you only could, if we had to have one scrap of scripture, if everything else was stolen from us, that would be an awesome one to keep. But then again, if I find lots of other scriptures, I think, oh, I'll keep that one too. But, but that wouldn't be an awesome one to have. So I want to break it up for you today. We also pray that you'll be strengthened with his glorious power so you'll have endurance and patience that you need. So we, we start the year, just, just diverting for a second, we start our year every year with prayer and fasting as a church because it is a great way to prepare ourselves, to strengthen ourselves for the fight that's, a, that's ahead of us. And I'll tell you something, every year there is a fight in front of us. We don't know what it is, we don't know when it's going to come, but it's going to be there. And we want to be prepared and strengthened and ready spiritually. We want to be ninjas, we want to be sumos, we want to be warriors, whatever it is that inspires you, that's the kind of spiritual person you want to be to go into that fight. And be ready, oh, you know, I couldn't think of anything, any other warrior kind of name, so sorry about those. If you're in Japan, you'll love it. But we're fighting against spiritual beings, and it requires we be strong spiritually. It's Jesus. It's being strong in Jesus. So if you want to go, how am I going to be strong in Jesus? How am I going to get this glorious power and, and all these other things? You know, something you find yourself covered in the blood of Jesus all the time. So it's not about, well, I didn't swear today. I didn't. I didn't didn't fall for some temptation today. It's about saying, Jesus, I'm covered in your blood. All the time, everywhere, whatever, whatever happens. I'm going to run back to you when I, when I make a mistake. I'm going to call out to you when I, need, when I need to repent. And that's how the strength starts and that's how we grow and, and we get into the word and we, we proclaim the word over our life and we get stronger. 
talks also about endurance. Endurance means we don't give up. Then it talks about patience. And that reminds us we could be at this a long time. So you know something, we could be at this Christian walk a long time. And I want you to have patience. I want you to have endurance. I want you to finish the race. Goes on and says, you'll be filled with joy. And we will see and celebrate together the amazing testimonies. Um, be, be, be happy people. I want us to be a happy church, a fun church. It's a good thing to be. Be happy while on the tour. So verse 12 says, always thanking the Father. So that's about our worship. That's about our, our times where we're just giving praise to God. And I said it earlier, worship bashes through the barriers and the barricades and gets us back on tour. So, you know, you might have things that want to want to tap you off course. Some things that just get you blindsided. You want to take your, take your attention off off the direction, off the momentum. And we need to, we, we need to have uh, times and ways in which we get ourselves back onto the tour again. Worship is one of those ways. It's a discipline of, of the church that has powerful consequences. I don't think it was, a, it was an accident by the, the spirits of darkness to say over Australia over the last year or so to cut Australia in half and say, well, look, most of you, aren't going to worship together. We even had it here. I never ever would have believed in my lifetime that we would be banned by the government to worship. But we were. Now you can debate whether that was you know, viable or, or reasonable or whatever. But I'll tell you something, take out the, 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 the medical element of it and the spiritual element is the enemy hates to hear people worship. And he'll use anything to try and stop the church from doing that. And he'll use it in that sense. So it says, always thanking the Father, verse 12, because he has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. You know something? You've got an inheritance to inherit. You've got an incredible inheritance to inherit from Jesus for your life. You know, I always grew up thinking, I wish there was some secret uncle I didn't know was really rich. Maybe I had, you know, someone in the family who was a, a cousin or something, who, who had my same name or something and, and heard about me and when they died, gave it all to me. There's a wonderful inheritance. It'd be so amazing to have that. And you know something? Many Christians go through their daily walk not realizing there's an inheritance to await you. There's an inheritance to await you. Don't give up on that. It says, Jesus enabled you for the inheritance. Now, we live righteous as those who live in the light. I want to tell you something. There's ways in which we live outside the light as church, as, as Christians, one to another, and we hide things. That means we're living in the dark. I mean, it amazes me that people in church have got to hide things from the pastor. And it's, oh, we just don't tell them. We just won't say stuff. You know, I just think, what are you hiding from? That's living in the dark. These are things that need to be exposed. Whether you can, we don't even trust one another. I'm going to lead to this in a second about trusting and, and trusting God. But we need to realize we've got to take the guard down if we're going to be the fellowship of believers that are living in the light. You don't, don't, don't cause others to dig for stuff in your life. Just, just be, just be 
um, in, in a good sense, just be shallow. You don't have to scratch very hard and you get the worst of me. But hopefully we, we, we don't scratch hard and we see the best in each other. So let's, let's live with, with an openness and an honesty and a transparency as Beth was, was, was leading us into earlier. Those who hide things are living in the dark. It says in, in Scripture that the, the light shines and exposes into every part of us. We want to be that kind of church. So verse 13 says, For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. I want you to believe it when it says that, that, um, that we've been transferred. Some people want to get transferred. They want to get a transfer in their job. They want to get a transfer of cities or whatever. I want, to, I want you to believe that you've been given a transfer further down the track in your spiritual tour with Jesus. Always stay thankful. Uh, you're, you're where you are because Jesus got you there. And start seeing the, the journey that you're on and the tour that you're on and start saying, Jesus, I thank you. I'm, I want to enjoy this tour. And if you're not enjoying it, then maybe you've been on the wrong bus. Maybe you, you took the wrong train. Maybe you've bought the wrong ticket. But I want to tell you something, it's never too late. We're going to look at that in a second. Number 14, it says, He purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. That's something to worship. Let's give the Lord a hand for that right now. Let's just worship God. Let's just thank Him for, for that main fact. If He does nothing else in your life, He's forgiven your sins. That's a great ticket. That's a great ticket to hang on to. He purchased your ticket on this tour. Now, I just want to, want to think about that. I've got these tickets in my hand today. Jesus purchased your ticket for this tour, on this tour. He's, he's purchased it. He's, he's given it to you. Now, here's, here's something I want you to ponder. You know it's rude to not accept a gift because it's offensive to the giver. It's offensive to the giver if you don't receive a gift. I'm introducing something here to you today. To not accept a gift, we're questioning the motive of the giver. And there's too many times where the Lord is saying, I want to, I want to give you a gift. I want to, I want to put freedom in your life. I want to, I want you to, I want to invite you on a tour with the Lord. And so he says, here's, here's your ticket. Here's, here it is. It's paid for, ready to go. All I need you to do is get on board. Come along. And we're going, oh, I lost my ticket. I forgot. Just, I got distracted. And, and someone, someone was a little bit mean to me, so I thought, well, I lost the ticket. And so we're walking through life, and we've got all the tickets we need for every good thing, as we see in that, in that scripture here, where was it? Um, I've forgotten, Colossians. We've got all these blessings and things from the Lord to, to make us successful, and we're just saying, well, some, some people say, I don't need the ticket. Life's good enough for me. I'm happy just going to church. I'm happy just do, doing what I'm doing. You know something, there, there, there are times where we have to say, that's not good enough to say, well, I've just lost my ticket today. Because God is waiting for you to prophesy. God is waiting for you to rise up. God is waiting for you to pray. God is waiting for you to have a voice. 
God is waiting for you to do something for the kingdom of light, for that's what we've been called to do. You're getting excited with me today. I better keep that ticket with me so I don't lose them all. See, beware what it looks like, church, to God when we hand back our ticket. And I'm not saying this to condemn us tonight, but I want us to be awake tonight to the, to the gravity of the call of God. Sometimes we're, just, we're, we're giving away our tickets because people are filling us with negativity. Oh, did you, why didn't you get chosen for, for, the, for the choir on, at Christmas? I'm still asking that question. But, you know, oh, yeah, you noticed they didn't choose me. Yeah, well, I'm throwing away that ticket. You know, we, we have all these reasons why that seem plausible to us, but, they're, but they're, they're ruining our future. We need, to be, we need to be lightning rods of the Holy Ghost that stir something in us, and we need to be wet potato sacks for negativity that want to rob our joy and want to take away the passion and the purpose of God in our life. Jeremiah 15 verse 19. It says, this is how the Lord responds. So, you know, people have been throwing their tickets away. People have been squandering their, their tickets. People have been, you know, whatever. This is what the Lord, how the Lord responds. If you return to me, I will restore you so you can continue to serve me. Ooh. Can I have the musicians come and join me? This is how the Lord responds. Because we're thinking that the Lord is a Scroogey king who says, you know, you, you've mucked up. You've always let me down. You've always disappointed me. And it says this way back. This is Old Testament. This is New Testament. This is God's kingdom way. This is how the Lord responds. If you return to me, I will, I will restore you so you can continue to serve me. If you speak good words rather than worthless ones, you will be my spokesman. You must influence them do not let them influence you. What a promise. What a powerful thing. Why don't we stand together tonight? Because I want to encourage you today. You might have thrown away lots of tickets in your life. You might have thrown away lots of things. Maybe you thought, but that's real great, Rob, but, but I never even got my invitation. Well, today, I want to encourage you. I want to tell you. I want to invite you and say, Jesus has a tour for you. Jesus has a tour of duty for your life. We've just got to awaken our spirit. It's not our mind, it's our spirit. It's our heart. And we've got to say, Jesus, I want to go on tour with you. So tonight is going to be a defining moment for many people. We're going to step over the line from saying, I was in the crowd at church. I held back my gift. I held back my money. I held back my time. I held back my serving. I've just held back. So I don't want to be mean to anybody, so I'm not looking at anyone. It's probably people who are listening to this on the podcast. But there's people here, and you're, you've just been watching Jesus from the crowd. And that's been nice, because you've just been part of the crowd. You turn up, you listen, nice entertainment, lovely songs. Oh, I didn't like that song. The music was too loud. Uh, the lights hurt me. Um, person next to me had some aftershave that gave me a headache. You're the crowd. Jesus is saying, calling your name whatever your name is. It's Levi. Right now, your name is Levi. It's saying, Levi, come follow me. Come follow me. You have a choice to say, I'm going to go home offended, or you're going to say, Jesus, I'm stepping over the line. I'm stepping 
out of the crowd into the tour. Into the tour. The most exciting, the most important, the most, the most valuable decision you make today might be happening right now for the rest of your life. One Heart Church, we have a tour of duty to complete. I want you to be strong. I want you to have something to say. I want you to be filled with joy and believe it gets better all the time. It's like the, 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 the first, what was it? The first beam of light that gets brighter and brighter until the full light of day is shining out of your life. That's what God is calling people to today. Be strong. Have something to say. Have joy and believe it gets better all the time. We're going to have an altar call tonight. Tonight, I wasn't even sure how we'd finish tonight. I don't even know how we're going to do it. But uh, uh, maybe we'll start. If you want if you want prayer, come out the front. If you don't want to come out the front, raise your hand up nice and high. And we'll have people, other believers here, come and pray with you and encourage you and bless you and 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 believe God with you. But I, I know that there's there's something powerful. It's not just symbolic. It's, it's actually spiritual when you step out to an altar call. When you say, I'm going to step out. There is something that does change because the enemy will say, no, 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 no. It's okay. Deal with it later. Deal with it when you go home. You know, you'll forget about it. God's calling people to the tour. Calling you to the best purpose for your life. We're not worrying about the tickets that, we're, that are strewn all behind us. We're going to start picking up the ticket today that's in front of us. Will you do that today? So there's, there's some of you, you're just feeling weak. You, you need to, to let the Lord support you. You're just feeling weak. You're feeling low. You're feeling worn out. Today you need to come back and say, Lord, fill me with strength. Some of you are just hurting. Others have hurt you. People have disappointed you. People have, have misunderstood you, but it's just left you hurting. You know, you've got to let the, the Holy Spirit, He is the comforter. You need to look to Him instead of people because you, if you've been looking to people thinking, well, they let me down. They said mean things about me. They, they misunderstood me. You'll live like that as a constant, a constant whirlwind that takes you down. There's others and you're just disconnected. Somehow you got disconnected from God. You got disconnected from the purpose of the church. Still in church, but you're disconnected from the purpose. Time to come back to purpose. Come back to the reason of your calling. Get back on tour. Have some talk time with Jesus. And we can have that time tonight. Can we sing something? Does recover this message somehow? So... Let's do that right now. Perhaps if you're, you're listening online today, if you're on our podcast, we're just going to pray for, for those people first. And we're going to pray for you as a group here at One Heart Church. So let's just uh, raise our hands together and raise our voices. Let's begin to pray for those who we don't know, we can't see, but they need a touch from God right now. Lord Jesus, I pray right now as these people are listening to this message from wherever they are, Holy Spirit, fill that room where they are. Come and touch this. Come and touch their heart. Come and touch their mind. May their spirits be revived today. May there be breakthrough in their lives as we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, 
we just speak life and we speak purpose and we speak speak people onto the tour tonight in a very special way. So I just want to finish this prayer by saying if you're one of those people listening to this message, I want to encourage you, find a good Bible-believing church. Find someone to be accountable to in that church. Find the pastor, find the minister and ask them to help you and pray with you and encourage you. Find a way to serve. And I want to tell you something. You'll, you'll be stepping every day further along the tour with Jesus. So, amen and amen. So for the rest of us, just going to ask you, step out if you have to. Raise a hand, get someone's attention and say, pray for me, wherever you are. But if you need to do that, let's let the, let the, the power of God begin to do something significant today among us. Uh, 